Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17-21 says this, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Okay, we've got a new passport. The old life has gone, a new life has begun, and all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ, and God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For now, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them, and he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sins so that we could be made right with God through Christ. So the title of this message is Remember Who You Are. And the answer to that first thing, the Bible says that we are ambassadors. We have a different passport. When we get saved, when we come to Christ, we hand in our earthly, fleshly, normal passport and we are given a new passport. It's a passport from heaven and we become ambassadors for heaven. We represent heaven on earth. Ambassadors go and they represent uh, things. So I went to a three-week course this year in in North Sydney. Um, There were Five day, a five-day week, five-day week, five-day week, came home on the weekends uh, because I couldn't miss church, love church too much and love all the people at church too much to miss church. So I went up there in and my wife, I wanted to see my wife. That's the number one reason that we never forget. Okay. And uh, so I was in a non-Christian environment. Whoa going to be a great lunch. Okay, I was in a non-Christian environment and when I'm in a non-Christian environment, as it says on this thing here, there are a couple of things that I'm aware of. And that, the number one thing is that there will probably not be many Christians there. There'll be a lot of non-Christians, all right? Uh, but they are not too different to me. We have a lot of things in common. Obviously, our humanity, but we, are, we have mortgage issues, financial issues, we have relationship issues, family issues, we have health issues, we have you know, news of the day issues. There's lots of things that we have in common. Those people are not different much to me, but they do have a different passport. Um, <clears throat> number two, they uh, may not know many stories in the Bible. They might not be familiar with the Bible at all. Uh, even though if you are a person who's learning the English language, which most of us do in Australia, you will quickly uh, absorb sayings that are directly out of the Bible you may not, or, and concepts. So I've got a whole page of them here. I'm not going to read them all. But, you know, the concept of being a good Samaritan, the concept of, of uh, signs of the times, the blind leading the blind, by the skin of my teeth, having a broken heart, the fly in the ointment, going the extra mile, having the patience of Job, eating the forbidden fruit, offering an olive leaf or an olive branch of peace. These are all concepts straight out of the Bible. 
and they are infused in our society. They're infused in the way people talk. And so there are times where uh, non-Christians don't realize the power that Christianity has had in forming the very society we live in. In fact, there's lots of people trying to cut down the tree while they're sitting on the branch that the tree formed. We don't want Christianity. Yeah, well, be careful because the whole branch will go with the tree if you're not careful. And so... The third thing I'm aware of as I'm an ambassador in a situation like this with non-Christians is that I may be the only Christian that they've ever met or I might be the only Christian they spend some intense time with or I might be the only committed Christian they've met. They might have met some other Christians who uh, maybe are not as committed or maybe they are uh, less willing to communicate or whatever. But, but they will be curious as soon as they find out that I'm happy to say that I'm a Christian, I'm happy to say that I go to church, they'll be curious, what sort of person is this? Uh, is this a legalistic, judgmental person? Is this a boring person? Is this a dumb person? They are curious about that. And we can use that to our advantage. We're talking about telling our story. And the number one thing is that you are an ambassador. What's an ambassador? Uh, I remember meeting a, an ambassador, uh, the, I won't say the country he's from because I don't know, it could cause problems, but um, I was at an event and I met this ambassador from this Middle Eastern country and I shook his hand, looked into his eyes. There was zero interest, zero friendliness, zero niceness in those eyes. And it was a powerful moment. I thought, well, that's interesting, the regime that you are representing. Because I can see what you're representing just in your eyes and your manner. And, uh, you know, he, was, he had the same sort of straight face, uh, unfriendly sort of look. It was actually pretty similar to the guy who served us at Zambreros yesterday. You know. <laughs> you're not representing your, comp- your company very well. Maybe a smile. All right. So our role as ambassadors is also the, uh, uh, the story of the, the Christian missionaries who uh, 50 years ago came home from uh, their missionary trip to Africa. They'd been there for 40 years and they're arriving into their home uh, harbour on the ship and on the same boat was the ambassador of their country who'd been in that country for two years. So both are arriving. The missionaries from from that same country, have been there 40 years planting something for God. The uh, ambassador from the country had been there two years. And they're both coming back and they could hear the music as they approached the dock. The ambassador for the country had been there two years, was being welcomed home by a marching band and by people waving flags and the press was there and all these people wanting to shake their hands and all of this. And as they left the boat, there was no one there to welcome the, the missionaries home. And the missionaries, the guys said, God, I've been there representing you for 40 years. We don't have anyone to, re- to welcome us back. <laughs> he thought God say, yeah, but you're not home yet. We're ambassadors here. This is not our home. Even Australia is not our home. We've got a visa to be in Australia, but our passport is issued from heaven. We're ambassadors. We're not here to represent ourselves. We're here to represent Christ. And uh, obviously that we are multi-layered people because we're representing our companies sometimes. You know, we're working 
and we have to represent them as well and we represent we are representing our families and our uh, friends and so on but ultimately we're an ambassador so what does an ambassador do well an ambassador consistently promotes their organization or their country you know, there's diplomatic ambassadors. These days, there's brand ambassadors. You go onto social media and you have people who have a huge following and they're constantly promoting certain things because they are a brand ambassador. All right, they are consistently promoting the brand. That's what an ambassador does. Number two, an ambassador embodies the values, the culture, and the mission of the organization they represent. Put yourself in this picture. You are representing the values of heaven, the culture of heaven, and the mission of heaven. That's what you're to do. That's what I'm to do. Number three, we're boosting the awareness of the organization. So an ambassador is there to, you know, the the Korean ambassador is in Canberra to try and get people interested in Korea. The uh, Nike ambassador on online is... Uh, trying to get people interested in Nike, you are uh, boosting awareness. You just slip in comments about the organization whenever you can. The uh, Number four, the, an ambassador tries... Now, I've got, to get all the, all the, <laughs> I've got to get the actual wording correct for people who are filling in and want to know exactly what it says. All right. All right, number four, invites others to try or to visit the country or the organization. So that's that's the final level, right? You try to invite others to partake. Number five, people prefer to deal with a real life person than they do with an organization or an institution. So when you go into Bunnings and you're searching for plumbing stuff in aisle three, it's going to take you a long time. Go through the whole thing. It's much easier if you have someone, oh, can I help you? Yeah, well, come with me. You've got to go to 58, you know. And people prefer a real-life person. In fact, 33% of people trust ad campaigns, but 92% trust a colleague or a peer recommending something. It's the power of just being an ordinary person is more powerful than millions of dollars spent on an ad campaign. And all these companies now are scrambling to try and get more brand ambassadors because they know the power of them. We are an ambassador. People are interested in what you are saying. 70% of people said a family or friend recommendation or suggestion would directly lead them to make a decision. Battles, number six, are not won by one person, they're won by an army. We are the army. We want people to have multiple contacts with Christians. Even just coming to church, if you're a visitor today, we hope that you are welcomed by people who love you at the door. Then you have a few other interactions with people and you feel loved and cared for. And of course, in worship, we want to feel that you're interacting with God himself. But the point is, it's a group thing. It's the power of us all working together. And... uh, you know, I, I love church for that because I appreciate what everybody, what all of you bring to my life and what all of you bring to the kingdom. And what, we're all ambassadors here. This is like a meeting of ambassadors. And to get reminded of who we are, don't forget, remember who you are. Number seven, any old match can start a fire. You don't have to be the, the guy on the stage or the girl on the stage. You don't have to be the big shot. 
You don't have to be the superstar. Oh, that's something somebody else does. You just have to be you. It only takes a little match to, to create a spark. Just if you want to have a massive, massive bushfire, you don't need this massive, massive, massive uh, match that's as big as this building. Oh, yeah, we're going to get a really big fire now. You just need a little match. <laughs> you might say, well, who am I? You know, there's a whole lot of people in my office and they're all uh, so confident and everything else. How do I do that? And we'll talk about that in a second. But the environment is the key. Is the fuel dry? Is the day hot? Is the wind blowing? You put those three things together and you can guarantee one little spark is going to cause a problem in this country. It doesn't take a specialist to start one of those. It doesn't take a, a firebombing crew, of, uh, you know, dropping bombs of fire to start the fire because it, everything is ready. Now, Jesus says the environment is ready. He says the uh, harvest is ripe. And uh, don't say it's, it'll happen someday. He says it's ready now. The fuel is dry. The fuel is the people. The people are dry. The people in our workplace, in our families and neighborhoods, they are dry. They are hungry. They are thirsty. They are thirsty. Tell me something. Give me a life. The uh, day is hot. The current situation, the environment of Australia, there's anxiety, there's worry, there's fear. There's all of these situations that create a heat that is waiting for a spark. And the wind is blowing. The Holy Spirit is moving. He's going ahead of you. And as we pray, he does even more. And he is moving. The wind is blowing. Remember who you are. You're a spark bringer. And you bring that spark. No matter how quiet a person you are, no matter how loud a person you are, you are a spark bringer. And uh, I just want to focus quickly on embodiment. So I went to this conference and uh, this training thing, and I, I decided, right, a number one strategy, I'm representing the values of heaven. So uh, if I want to touch these people, I want to embody the values of heaven. I want to represent the culture of heaven. I want to represent the mission of heaven. And how do I do that in a, in a study environment? And this is the same for all you guys who are at uni or high school. You go in there and you are excellent. That's the number one thing. I'm going to be excellent at this and I want, I want to pass and I want everybody in the class to pass. So I'm going to do everything I can to get this done really well. I'm going to help the teacher teach. I'm going to help everybody who needs help in the, in the room. I'm going to go over the top with sharing information. Someone's falling behind. Okay, we're going to help them. And when uh, things are required of us, we're going to do it to a good standard. And we're going to actually learn something. And we're not going to be negative. We're going to be positive. We're not going to roll our eyes and groan when we get told what we have to do. Okay, so that's starting to embody the value of excellence in the kingdom of God. And the value of love, sharing what I have with other people. And I also wanted to make sure there was some fun. I wanted to make sure that uh, if I was puzzled about something, then I take the risk and ask I, I, missed, I must have missed something. I didn't quite get what you said. And it was amazing the number of times people said, thanks for, thanks for asking me that, asking that question. I didn't know what you were saying either. 
you know. But someone has to be brave enough to be look like a fool, right? So uh, now Josh and Oscar Gonzalez in our church, I think they've they've already gone, yeah. But they are part of they're going, they've gone to India representing ACT in the youth parliament over there, and. Uh, they were saying to me this very thing to me. They were saying that they started a Facebook page for this group and no one was posting. And so they thought, oh, well, we'll start posting. So they put up a video on there. And then as soon as one person starts a fire, then it takes off. We are fire starters in our workplace, in our schools, whatever. We take the lead. We lead by demonstration. We take the lead to serve. Servant leadership. Okay, and I was positive. I made, I made some fun. I didn't do too much fun because it can interrupt with the teacher. And uh, so if you, if you think I'm not funny, you can say, look, everybody enjoys and appreciates when someone puts themselves down. That's a starting point for humor, right? I finally figured out how to work the microwave. You know, people like to hear that you are uh, able to put yourself down. And they enjoy, you know, it it's creates a level of, oh, okay, we're all just normal people here. All right, so in your situation, embody excellence, embody Jesus' love, care for people, show forgiveness, show kindness, show gentleness. Don't be a pushover, but, uh, and we'll talk about that in a second, but, but give, keep, just keep giving. Now, we had uh, one woman in our, no, I'll tell that in a second. Second part of it is boosting awareness. How do you boost awareness? Well, that is just dropping a little bit of salt into the conversation from time to time. Just drop it in there. Why? Because a brand ambassador wants people to be thinking about their brand, right? They want people to think about Nike, so they just talk about Nike from time to time. Oh, by the way, I bought a new pair of shoes. It's the latest thing. It's really comfortable. And you think, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. But you can guarantee when people trust someone, and they're buying a new pair of shoes. And they're going to say, oh, that actually, I'm going to look into that. And it's the same thing with us when we just drop into our conversation. Yeah, I had a really good, good service on uh, Sunday. Someone was speaking about freedom, and it was really helpful to me. Or, you know, we're talking about relationships in our church right now, and there's some really great practical stuff. Or even just when people say, oh, we're going clubbing on Saturday night. Are you going to come? I say, oh, actually, we'll do my clubbing on Sunday morning <laughs> because the band is awesome, and it's super fantastic time so we just drop in to our conversation we're dropping in boosting awareness with the barista down in uh, Dixon at the at Sfoglia where we go to our men's breakfast on Wednesday mornings seven o'clock um just a little plug there see I dropped that in for all the men um I I'm building a relationship with this guy and all of us are we're trying to build a relationship and because remember it's an army so he's going to say that's a nice person He's a great guy. He's a lot of fun. Yeah, I like him too. What's, what have they all got in common? Ah, they all go to the same church. Amazing. There must be something in it. The power of the army. The power of boosting awareness. And, and so I, I, I'll say things like, he'll, he'll say he follows Real Madrid in soccer. I'll say, well, that's great. I believe in the power of prayer. But I think Real Madrid also needs some decent strikers. You know. And try and, and tuck that away. Now he knows if I ever need prayer, he believes in the power of prayer. So this is boosting awareness. Ambassadors of C3 Watson embody the values of our kingdom, where our passport is from. 
and boost the awareness of people around you. There's a Christian in the house. When someone says, I need to pray, I don't want to know what's going on in my life. Who can, who can I go to? There's no Christians in this place. Yes, there is. I heard him say something. I heard her. She talked about that. I'm going to ask her next time she, to talk. I'm going to ask some questions. Boosting awareness. What do you want them to be aware about? You want them to know there's someone they can go to and ask a question. Now, after day three while I was in Sydney, uh, you know, it's, you don't have to select which person you're targeting because they will come to you when you embody the values of the kingdom and you boost awareness of, your, of who you are and what you believe. They'll come to you. This guy at day three, he started uh, packing out. He's trying to, uh, and every day after that, he timed his pack up to be the same as mine so that now we can leave together. Oh, do you want to, you going to the train station? I said, sure. I wasn't going to the train station, but yeah. And over time, he was, we were talking about everything. Talking about his family, talking about his job, talking about his kids, talking about his dreams and his hopes and his fears. And suddenly I'm, I'm thinking, this guy is asking. And, uh, and there's some, and there was a couple of other experiences I don't have to, time to say, but in both cases, I got to pray with them because that's the next level. You know, I've been praying for you about, you know, what you mentioned about your kids. Actually, I'm happy to pray with you right now if you want, you know, right there in the square in North Sydney on the way to the train station. Oh, wow, that'd be really nice. Thank, thanks very much. And then I say, by the way, I go to a church called C3. You can go to any church you want, but just for your information, there's one that's quite close to you. Here it is. I give him the uh, image. Actually, I text it, Bluetooth image. Uh, of the address. That's the next level, right? He came to me. They'll come to you. Sometimes um, uh, people are anxious and we need to say something because we want to help them. And uh, there's the old, uh, you can look this up, the four levels of happiness trick. And I heard this from a, a doctor in Canada where he's forbidden to talk about his faith in the hospitals. Right, but he's a teaching doctor and he's taking student doctors around with him to all the patients, and the pa- it just comes up in conversation nearly every time. He says, "Someone says, wow, that guy's not very happy, is he?" He'll say, "Yeah, well, that's right. Well, that's because uh, humans are constantly looking for the four levels of happiness, and he's got these student doctors around him, and they say, oh, what are they?'" He says, "Well, you know, the first level of happiness—that's the uh, immediate gratification level. That's the, the physical happiness where you, you want something, you're hungry, you eat it." And then the uh, second level, these doctors are all taking notes, okay. <laughs> second le- level of happiness is when you uh, achieve something and you compete and you do well, you pass a test, you win a race, you get an award, someone recognizes you, doing a good job. That gives you happiness. And then there's a third level of happiness, which is when you go outside yourself and care for someone else, or you give to an organization, or you, uh, you feel good because you're caring for your children, your wife, or your family, or whatever. That's the third level. And I say, oh, yes, of course. Yes, it's very, very good. And some people in this hospital don't have that happiness. But that's still not the highest level of happiness. And they say, oh, okay, yeah, well, uh, what's that? And he'll say, I can't tell you. <laughs> and that, and I'll, I'll say, oh, I've got number four written here. 
You say, I'm sorry, I'm not allowed to tell you what it is. What do you mean you're not allowed to? The government won't let me tell you what it is, even though research supports it. And I say, can we see you at lunchtime or something, you know? And eventually he'll say, well, it's the happiness we get from a transcendent connection with our creator. And people who have that happiness have a higher level of, of uh, relationship quality. They, in every area, they're healthier, they're more successful, you know, and he goes right into it. And he says he's had people crying. And so in our workplace, we can just throw that one in sometimes, just lob it in. Oh, yeah, well, you know, that's the, that's the old four levels of happiness thing. Or they're talking about the economy and they get to you and you say, well, well, I just trust that I'll have all that I need. You know, boosting awareness and creating interest because you're wanting people to come and talk to you. Okay, I'm running out of time. I was going to speed it up to the end here. Uh, Just occasionally we'll get somebody who is negative. I mentioned before, I was going to say, there's a lady in our church and she was saying to me about conversation at work where a guy... Uh, a, a pretty strong sort of character said, oh, well, if you're, if you're really a Christian, then why don't you bring in morning tea for us? You know, what would you say to that? <laughs> because there's... And uh, so I said to her, oh, well, just, just say, look, you've got an L plate on your back and you're still learning, you know. Or you could say, well, if you were a real atheist, you wouldn't care whether I'm a Christian or not. Some responses are more friendly than others. <laughs> Generally, if someone hits us with an anti-Christian thing, the number one answer is what we've been talking about this whole series. And that is, I, I don't know all the answers. Okay, I'm, I can't help, I don't know the answer to that question. But I'll tell you one thing. Since I've been a Christian, my life's been changed. That's, oh, that's the answer for everything. And if they're really serious, you can say, well, look, if you're serious, I can find some answers for you. I can look them up. I'm a pastor will help. My, I'm telling you, if you need help with that, I'm happy to help. We've actually got a few people who are happy to help do that. If they're really serious about asking you a question about your faith and you don't know the answer, just say, well, I, Christianity, following Christ has changed my life. If you really want the answer, I can get it for you. And that's what we do. The final stage, of course, is to invite people to try the product themselves and, uh, and they will ask at some point if we are embodying the values of Christ, if we are boosting their awareness of what it means to us, they will see that as credible evidence that they need to check out. That is a great person and they are right into that. And at some point, the Holy Spirit will bring it, bring someone, maybe not everyone. You don't have to go for the hard person. You don't have to be super loud about your faith. You just have to drop it in. All right. Just the, If you're the sort of person who says, well, actually, I'll, I like chocolate ice cream. Well, that's how you answer questions about church. Well, actually, I really like our church. That's all you have to say. They say, that's a credible answer because that's the way that person is and they'll be interested. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au.
We hope to see you in church again this weekend.